0: Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Scott and I'm Andrew, and this production is meant to be meaningful support for you to find great careers faster, whether you're working or not. That's right. Today's episode is brought to you by The Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. It's a free ebook that you can download at jobseekersradio.com.
1: It's a wonderful resource. It's our philosophy, really, that we've developed a four step process. So when you download that document, you actually get the companion audio to help walk you through getting your feet wet with networking if
0: it's not something
1: that you felt you were really...
0: You felt positive about or felt that it was easy for you. We hope that this will bring it a little bit within your reach. Scott, tell me about today's show. Well, today's show, we're going to be talking about the role of culture in your job search. A lot of companies talk about their culture and how they are employee-centric in so many ways. And I think this is great. The idea that company executives and leaders are looking for ways to connect with their people and to make them feel better about working there, I think is important. I think it's critical for for employee engagement, which is something we talk a lot about in the corporate world these days, especially in HR circles, uh, as well as within leadership, because ultimately they have to keep their people engaged, right? So they create these wonderful cultures. They're also usually pretty good about promoting what those values might be what brought this to mind though and and as Andrew you and I were talking about this I've run into a few conversations recently to that talk about culture especially from a perspective where when they get there they find out the culture is really just talk they're not necessarily living the beliefs or values that they say they have they just put that up there to make you feel good about working there and while that's a step in the right direction what they're seeing is the gap between between what they say they value and what they seem to be doing in the workforce. So, what we want to talk about is how do you recognize that? How do you validate that they live the values versus just the talk? And what do you do with the information that you find?
1: Whenever I talk to folks about culture, their eyes glaze over. As a job seeker, they're like, culture. What do you mean? You've never really considered it until you've documented it. And what I've found is that if you don't recognize what culture you were in and what parts of it you liked and what you want to see replicated in your next job, it's hard for you to even know. And that's the first step or the first challenge that many um, of my coaching clients have. The second step is to believe that they have a choice to to, to pick that culture or not pick that culture when a job offer is on the table.
0: Well, even before, i talk to people all the time where they're saying, well, I can't really afford to not pursue a company because I need a job. Well, I totally appreciate that. I'm not going to challenge that. It is so much better for the applicant to make choices along the way. And if you don't feel comfortable not choosing to move forward with a company, what you can do is choose how you're going to deal with the situations that you're going to face, especially if you end up getting hired. So it's important to know what that, those choices look like. What is it that's going to make you make a choice? And this comes back to culture. Every company of any size will have a vision statement, a mission statement. Uh, They often have a values statement. These are the values that we believe in as a company, whether that's for the customer or for their employees. And obviously, we're looking for that employment lens. This is the kind of work environment we create for our employees. The thing I like about that is those companies that do that have a, a view and I think an accurate one, that it's the employee experience that really drives the customer experience because it's the employees that deal with the customers. So if the employees are going through a really positive experience, the likelihood that the customers feel that positive attitude will increase. So what does that look like? You have to go to the website, you have to talk to them about what those values are and how they live them. That's the culture. That means you need to document what you believe their
1: culture is. And the challenge that I've seen a lot of people have is they'll look at they'll look at the website, they'll say, "Okay, that looks great." They'll look at their LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn has a company page where they can yep. say here's what life looks like at XYZ company. And okay, but I never wrote any of these things down and said, okay, well, which of these are even important to me? Because you may have said, oh, this all looks great. I'd love to work there. Yeah, but what does that
0: really mean for you personally? Yeah. And great lens to use. Too often we both talk to people looking for work who are just putting their resumes out there. They're making those connections as quickly as they can. They're really not paying attention to what is behind the company that has the job description out there. Uh, You know, the job posting. Take the time. We will challenge you every time. Take the time to look at what that actually means. Not just what the company says, but what does that mean to you? Would this be important to you if you were there? It, it may look good but not really apply to you, or it may not really align with what is important to you. That's important to know. As you are then taking that information, you've highlighted, these are the things that are important to me, you now have an opportunity to talk to someone, whether it's networking or an interview situation, about how you fit in with that culture, how you align with them. With that said, the next step is to find out, do they actually live their values? And that's going to take more than one brief conversation. You have to talk to several people to find out, is this just the way they present themselves? Or do they actually put their, their money where their mouth is and live this and expect this within their organization at all levels?
1: couple things to be cautious of when you're going through this kind of validation process is not to assume that if you've heard it five times, it must be true. Because often we think, okay, if I've heard it from five different people in an organization of 30,000,
0: that's still not a big enough sample size. Well, not only that, have they said it in exactly the same way? If they're using exactly the same words, okay, this is something they're drilled in but do they live it? Do they live it? And the second challenge that I see, or at
1: least the vulnerability to think about is this idea. If I'm asking them questions, I have to ask them in a way that I can get the answer I need. And often we're asking questions directly, you know, Hey, I see you have an interest. Like I'm just regurgitating what I saw on the website. I see you have an interest in, um, diversity. Great. What's What's your interest in diversity? Yeah.
0: What Uh, are we talking about so uh, far? Well, it's diversity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where I thought you were going to go with this is how direct you are in asking questions, because that's another topic that I just had a conversation with someone this last week was perhaps they're too direct. And I remembered a story when I was interviewing years ago at a a hotel for a leadership position. And I was interviewing with, it was the the second or third step of the process, interviewing with a general manager. And I went to the direct. And I said, so I understand that this hotel has a reputation for being a revolving door for people within my division. What are we doing to counter that? And he came back with, wow, that is actually my responsibility. And he he responded in such a way to let me know that I had just put in a dig, that I had just insulted him. While it was true, I probably could have massaged that a little differently, right? (laughs) I could have asked the question that would have given me the information I needed without making it feel like an accusation. As you are finding out the information you need, it's really important that you interview them. And in interviewing, we talk about behavioral questions, which are open-ended. It isn't, are you doing something about this? It is, tell me about a time when something happened and what you got out of that. These are the kinds of questions that as you ask them, you're going to find out whether or not their culture is actually the type of environment you wanna work in. But again, coming back to your original question, why do you want that kind of environment? You've got to be able to answer that question.
1: You have to be clear about it. Yeah, And not many people have given consideration in a hiring process for these components. It's like, what I need is a resume and a cover letter, and I need to apply online. I only need three tools, right? I don't need to actually evaluate the culture. I don't need to network. I don't. So there's a bunch of things that people don't think they need to do. And then
0: they're disappointed when they get on the job and it's a shitty environment. I totally agree with you. The conversation that I was having with this guy this past week we were talking about being disappointed because it has been my experience far more than once of coming into an organization believing that they live the culture they they publish and then only to find out later that they are not consistent or they don't actually care Uh, they don't live according to what they say they value and if you consider the difference between disappointment or being delighted, both are true, as the gap between what you expect and what is delivered, then whose responsibility is it then to have done the due diligence to discover what is the culture and am I going to fit there? The experiences that that I have had is that I trusted too much in the beginning that they did do this, Rather than they aspired to this, mm. which is a completely different mindset. It's a little bit of a nuance, isn't it? It is. So if I know going into it that this is what we aspire to, but we don't always do it, I can actually accept the failures as they come as opportunities to grow rather than being offended that they don't live their values. And that's, a, that's in my head. That's going on in me.
1: It's still your experience.
0: It is. And it's still
1: something you have control of. That doesn't give them license to continue that behavior.
0: True. I still have choices to make once I realize how well or how poorly they do. The way I approach it is different. And so that is going to affect the way you have these networking conversations with people if you are validating that everyone is saying the same thing that they do talk about their values consistently and there appear to be those stories of how they live those values remember that they're going to pick and choose the best stories to tell that one you're more likely to get into that area that where they really do live their values. As you validate this and ask those open-ended questions that aren't putting them on the spot, they don't feel like they're being accused of anything, but you're trying to build a big picture with their help it's not uncommon that
1: if you're listening to this podcast that you're probably working somewhere where some of these components exist and you're thinking to yourself what do i do what do i do now you can use these same concepts meaning you have some choices to make the first thing is to remember you have a choice the second thing is to remember is to think about hey what do I really enjoy about where I'm at right now, even though it may not be the best, is we we often don't consider that there are still virtues here to focus on.
0: Or we get so bogged down in the negatives that keep coming back that we forget to take time to think about what goes well. It's important that we make an effort to do that, if only to keep ourselves grounded in what we can enjoy. For some of our listeners, there may be a situation where you have nothing that you really enjoy there and it is time for you to leave. We acknowledge that. We encourage you to get that networking going so that you can get out as soon as you can. But most of us are in a situation where even if we're not totally happy in the job, we can find something positive that keeps us afloat. And that is what Bill the resilience that we need to find our next opportunity. If you're in a situation where you're maybe you're offered a job and you're you have questions about the culture. Your first choice will be whether or not you accept that offer. I would never say no, don't do it unless you know that that culture is going to be toxic for you. And remember also, cultures are not necessarily toxic for everyone. Someone is going to come out ahead in that. It may not be the right opportunity for you. If this is going to be a job, you know, that we've talked about that in other podcasts. We're going to set that aside at this point. That is a choice that you can make. And if you're in a position where you have to take the job now because you need a job right now, remember that you will continue to have choices as you go. Keep your networking going. Keep your eyes open for all of the opportunities within this organization that you just joined as well as outside, because you are responsible for your own experience. Each opportunity is a chance for
1: you to refine what it is you you enjoy, what it is you like, what kind of people you enjoy working with, So even in a bad situation, I guarantee you there's something good. Oh, I like working with the people. Okay, what kind of people do you enjoy working with? So this is me kind of putting my coach hat on because part of this process, going from zero to one is probably the hardest, (laughs) meaning I'm in a place, I'm getting paid. Why should I leave? I now have to get leverage on myself just to go from zero to one. It's a useful exercise to, to take a look at these cultural components throughout your career at any point in time, you should probably have a document of some kind that describes your next step or your dream job or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in your career, in your life, in your whatevers.
0: The other thing that I was thinking as you were saying, who are the people that you do like? Now you're also building your list for the kind of culture you want to be in. I want to work with people that are like this. You know, I'm currently working with 10 different people on my team, but it's really Joe and Sally that I really like working with. Why? What is it about Joe and Sally that you? feel good about working with them? What does that look like in other companies? Who is it outside or maybe in other departments within the same company? Who is it that's going to work with you similar to the two that you do like? Now you're creating the list of culture that you want.
1: And give me an example where Sally and Joe and Susie or whatever interacted with you well and you enjoyed it, right? So now I'm looking at not only why, but I'm looking at how. How is that exhibited? And so you might say, okay, well, I like working with Sally because um, she adds something to the conversation. Okay, give me an example. Now I can look at that example and then I can reverse engineer a question for that hiring team or in my networking interactions to say, hey, when a situation like this comes up, right? So you really already have documented what that looks like and as it is exhibited inside the
0: company. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. I do think that in a lot of cases, we are able to take that initial job that we absolutely needed and then parlay that into something that's actually better. You have to be patient in doing that because very few companies want to hire you into a position that immediately allow you to transfer into something else, unless they're in a, a high growth situation where that actually makes sense for them. Moving out of an organization, isn't always the only option that you have. Moving elsewhere within the organization can be a good option. And then there are times when moving out of the organization really is your best bet. So we come back to that question. What is it that you enjoy doing? What companies are out there that do the same sorts of things? And who can you validate that these organizations have the culture you're looking for?
1: I think it's always good to assume there's something better. There's probably a better job a better manager, a better organization. If you don't assume there's something better, you're going to stop looking. You're going to stop doing the things that got you to where you are in the first place. Right,
0: I like that. The other thing about that is if you can't find the one that's better, that may be a suggestion that you're in a good spot. So how can I change my mindset? That will, be, that will make me more resilient in the negative times that I'm having so that I'm focused more on the positives. We are looking for validation of the kind of culture that we work well in, that resonates for us, the things that we really align with. How do we get into that more? Whether it's looking outside the company or at least looking outside your team or department. These are ways for us to actually make things better for ourselves without feeling like we have to start over. Don't overlook the value
1: of making this a, a fertile playground. If you're the type of person that that likes turning cultures around, that you love change, and you love maybe you look at this like a challenge, right? This is a great new challenge for me to impact this culture. I know I'm only one person but it only really takes one person to change an entire culture. It
0: does. You will need to do that carefully. I love the idea. I have done that sort of work before. I enjoy it. But you have to be very careful first to understand on a very deep level how and why they do what they do now. Because there is a reason. Somebody further up, likes what they see. Before you go in and try and change something, find out why the status quo is the status quo. What is the value that the current situation brings to those who are making the decisions? Because if you have that in mind as you're looking for things that can improve, you could actually turn that and connect it back to what they value while seeking change that you would like to see. That way, you're getting the buy-in from the beginning. If instead you come in and immediately say, oh, I can change this, that, or the other. I did that early in my leadership career where I came in in a director position because they needed my skills. I, I saw ways that my staff could do things a little differently that would help them so I made the changes and they resented it even though they were having greater success and it's because I didn't take the time to find out what they were doing now and why they were doing it now why that was important in the previous moment you know with their 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 prior boss had i done that I would have had a much easier transition of making the changes that I wanted because I understood where they were coming from that was a really important lesson for me to learn now in the end, we were a really tight team and we've stayed in touch over the years since. That was a lesson I needed to learn. Learn it from me. Don't don't make the mistake of going in and changing it right away. If change is your thing, if you are you're change oriented and you like making that that kind of a difference, know that it takes time before you start the process.
1: And it's going to take time to in- initiate any change. Yes. These are all components of probably a change model you're familiar with. But and the idea is, you, you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, gosh, I'm mad. I'm pissed. They sold me something I didn't want. And then I'm just going to go and dissatisfied every day. You know what I mean? I do. And, and so the, the idea here, it, it, I look at it like a challenge that's, hey, you know, I know they want to espouse to these values. I'm going to do whatever I can to get them there. And look at that just as a personal challenge to do whatever, you know, process that you feel is appropriate to get there.
0: And I like the point that you make. It's easy for us once we realize just how far or how little we can actually effectuate change. We have the tendency, all human beings do, to go in and say, okay, I'm just going to give my minimum. I'm done with this. You will feel better about your contribution if you set that feeling aside and continue to do the best work you can do to make the changes you can, to have the positive impacts that you can, and allow them to make the decisions they want to make. Because what's out of your control is out of your control. Make a change. Take a step. Do something as a result of today's
1: session, today's podcast. There might have been something you learned here. It's not just good enough that you sit here and listen to this podcast every week. Do something with it. Yeah. Take something, you know. So what we want you to do is actually go to the website, jobseekersradio.com forward slash 071, scroll down to the bottom of the page and just leave us a comment.
0: What did you try? What are you going to do? Ask us right. a question. Or what did you try and it didn't work? Because that's going to be a really good learning opportunity. Why didn't it work? To to your best recollection or your ability to interpret whatever happened. Why didn't it work? What did you learn from that? What will you do differently next time? Because that's how we really grow. Go to JobSeekersRadio.com forward slash 071 for show notes. And while you're there, you, there's a free resource for you. It's called The Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. It's an ebook book that we put together for your use
1: and you can also head over to iTunes, leave a rate and review. It spreads the message. We do this as a labor of love. And so please spread the love. Well, this is Andrew. And I'm Scott. And in the words of William Eardley, ambition is the path to success. Persistence is the vehicle you arrive in. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.